0: Previously, on the Multiverse of Marvel Podcast. Alright everybody, welcome to the Multiverse of Marvel Podcast, At uh, each week our resident Marvel guys... Aaron and Dan Grinley will dive into a crazy corner of the ever-expanding Marvel, uh, Marvel Multiverse to see which topic we we'll are discussing this week. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing this weekend? Not Very
1: too good. bad.
0: That's good. That's good. Uh, how is the uh, pandemic uh, treating you guys? You uh, Almost back to normal now, because I think in our part of the world, it's...
1: It's pretty quiet here, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, so. Oh, well, kids are back that. to school. Work's been normal-ish. I mean, yeah, I guess. So yeah, so yeah, and yeah, until yeah. we can go back to fan expos and comic cons and whatnot, it's so not going to quite be normal though. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, that was yeah, that was one thing that was rough. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, for that uh, this is the first time since like I started going to fan expo. Yeah, you had so to miss it. it. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the first one was two thousand eleven. Yeah, it was kind of bummed missing, both, but. Yeah, yeah, not the guy. I, I'm not uh, complaining because, like, as you both know, if, or who have ever been to a con, you get like the dreaded con sickness on yeah. a normal on a normal weekend anyway. So, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, this this would be a people, nightmare you know, right and, now. Oh, yeah, that'd be nuts. Yeah, because even that's what uh, happened to I think it was the little Wheaton friend that got super sick at a con one weekend and it uh, we kind of became a germaphobe of sorts and will like touch people at cons, which is understandable because he got got, like super duper It wasn't just like normal stuff it was like super duper like sick or something something or something like that which yeah so he's almost yeah as i said as i made the joke a little while ago i think uh howie mandel had the right idea the whole time yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but uh but yeah so uh the general idea for this is just uh get a general Marvel uh, update for everybody so I think at first off we'll start off with a little uh, intro to uh, all of us and I think we'll probably start with uh, Aaron. What, uh, what kind of uh, got you into Carmark's and kind of on the Marvel train as it were?
2: Well, Daniel and I never really had a point where we were like, oh these are what comics are. They were just kind of always around. Like our parents had uh, collections of a lot of the Saturday morning cartoon stuff uh, like the newspaper strips, those oh, yeah. are always on our shelves. They're yes. always there for us to look at. Uh, but the big introduction to uh, the Marvel stuff outside of like the Spider Man cartoon, which was ubiquitous oh. when we were all kids. Oh, yeah. The, Whether yeah, it was the 90s. 67 one or the 90s one, oh. you had to have been exposed to some sort of Spider Man cartoon. As a oh, kid. yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I
0: yeah, before the MCU kind of exploded, if you sent somebody to the, the normal person. You know, name three and comic book characters it would be like Batman, Superman, and like Spider Man, and maybe switch in X Men every so often, sort of thing. So, so well, yeah, so I was...
2: we will get to a certain point in covering all this Marvel history where we get yeah, into yeah. The animation stuff and show how like they've been into that racket for a long time, actually. But uh, getting back to the introduction stuff, um, one of the first moments I can recall for like, hey, here are more than just the cartoon characters you've seen. Uh, when Daniel and I were real little, uh, family friends of ours had uh, a pair of adjoining cottages. Was it uh, Gold Lake, Dan?
1: Oh, I couldn't remember. I'm so young. I, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Well, it was, it
2: was one of the lakes that we used to... Uh, yeah, one on the,
0: one of the many lakes in uh, on Ontario, yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
1: down.
2: yeah. Well, Adam, you <laughs> went to Brown Sea Base uh, with us. Dan. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was, it was one of the lakes... No, Anstruther. Used... Anstruther. Anstruther?
1: That's yeah. it.
2: You sure about that, Dan? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, it was regardless one of the camps that we would, one of the lakes we go through for camping at uh, Brown Sea Base. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, before those days, uh, we were at uh, these two adjoining cottages, and in one of them there was a bunch of these uh, like uh, plastic uh, three-dimensional uh, fridge magnets. Yeah, and there was like Hulk, there was Daredevil, uh, Captain America. It was just a, a bunch of different uh, Marvel characters that I'd never seen before at that age. Like I was maybe kindergarten age at at this point, yeah. and my dad was giving me the rundown of like here, here's all these characters, here's what they do, here's why they're special, and that was like my first introduction to oh, there's there's more than just the the heroes and villains we see on Spider-Man or on Batman. There's there's whole worlds. Because he also explained to us that uh, Batman and Superman, they're, they're together in the same stories, but they're never going to show up like in, in the X-Men stories or the Spider-Man stories. Yeah, yeah their own Marvel
0: world story. over there sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh... yeah.
2: Um, Dan, do you have anything to interject at uh, that point?
1: No, the only thing I can really remember is that he also had the Captain America toy from the old uh, Super yeah. uh, Wars wave. I remember Dad talking to me about that, but again, I would have been like, what, three at this point?
2: (laughs) Three, three. maybe four, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the next major thing I can recall, what actually got me directly interested in what the comics had to offer, was um, a couple years later, uh, again, Cottage with Family Friends, this time up in uh, Halliburton. Uh, Our family friends, the Slavics, which that name will come up again. Um, they they had uh, friends that we hadn't met before, and their son was maybe a year or so older than I was, and I was the second oldest out of the group of us kids there. Uh, this older kid, do you remember his name, Dan? I don't. I don't. Nah. But uh, he had uh, a bunch of the uh, 1990 uh, uh, Marvel uh, card series. And among them uh, was the uh, Ghost Rider rookie card because they had just come up with the uh,
0: the Dan Ketch version of Ghost Rider, and I, remember which is the uh, the second uh, Ghost Rider, I think.
2: Uh, or when or it comes thir- to the uh, the supernatural incarnations of Ghost Rider, oh, yeah.
0: yeah, he's oh yeah, he's oh yeah, because the '50s right. guys just had a whole yeah,
1: the story uh, yeah, he was yeah. just sort of a Western character.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, so I guess and, third uh, one and but that didn't
2: the get reconned until years and years later. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, the the '90s Ghost Rider is credited as Volume Two in the Indica, uh, the card series that was released uh, early on was uh,
0: labeled Ghost Rider Two. Um, yeah, yeah. and uh, for those listening who don't might not know who Ghost Rider is, he's the what Marvel guy that has like the flaming head and the motorcycle. Yeah, that that's what mostly. got
2: me going. Uh, looking at this card, it's it's this flaming skulled, leather clad, spike and chain bedecked, like biker type. Oh, and nice. I'm looking at it, thinking, like this. This card says that this is a good guy. He's he's got a <laughs> big skull. He looks like a bad guy. He's this is a hero. I don't yeah. get it. I, I yeah, have that's to... one
0: why those guys that it looks like you should be like crawl out of, like hell or something like that to get the good guy sort of thing. Oh, well,
2: some incarnations, yeah, they
0: yeah. have. good yeah. but but yeah, but yeah, it looks like you should be that guy, that character from the get go, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and,
2: and as, as the, the months and years went by, I started to accumulate more and more of these Ghost Rider stories yep. and was enthralled because this is incredible stuff that I had no chance of seeing on TV. Like, as the years went by and I, they started to develop more and more of uh, these Marvel cartoons in the 90s, yep. and I remember like hearing and reading the rumors like, Oh, they might be doing a Ghost Rider TV show. And then they came out with a Ghost Rider action figure line, and they were like, "Well, why else would they do an action figure line unless there was, you know, a TV show to, to help promote the sales of the action figure line?"
0: Yeah, and, well, Cause, yeah, because yeah, that's basically what war shows were in the '80s and '90s, where. Uh
1: vehicles. Yeah, especially the toy lines that we got, right? They were all exactly. happy
0: to
2: a cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. Daniel and I, our favorite two comic franchises got respectable toy lines from Toy Biz when we were kids, without the benefit of any significant tie-in. Like, Ghost Rider showed up in an episode of The Hulk, uh, Generation X had uh, the respectable TV movie from Fox uh, as a
0: precursor to the X-Men films that they would go on to do. It, it holds its place. And uh, and uh, did he show up in the uh, Spider-Man uh, animated series for an episode? Ghost Rider, I can't remember.
2: Not that I can recall. He, he, he showed up in an
1: episode of the Hulk, and I believe you see uh, you see him once in the X-Men cartoon. He doesn't. Uh, he shows up in like a uh, Gambit's oh, yeah. memories at
2: one yeah, point. They're, they're oh,
0: okay, yeah, so yeah, I saw yeah. It's
2: sewers uh, implied to be from the uh, the Brood feud in uh, early issues of uh, Ghost Rider and uh, X-Men.
0: Uh, does he hang Does he hang out with uh, Spider Man at all uh, or a lot? Or uh, in the nineties, occasionally. Yeah.
2: In the nineties, oh, so not really, uh, right, right.
0: but everybody did. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I said. I was just trying to yeah train out why
1: why it, he was in, in, in the nineties. In the nineties, you teamed up with Spider Man, Wolverine, Punisher, or Ghost Rider. I mean, it was those Cable. four characters. You, oh, really? you
2: can't forget Cable. He was the other. Oh yeah, yeah, Cable got constant uh, guest shots to yeah. boost the sales of uh, flagging titles.
1: Yep, that very true. Very true.
2: But, uh, yeah, the, the ghost stuff at the time I discovered it, there was nowhere else you could enjoy those stories outside of the comics published by Marvel. And thankfully that was one of the hottest series Marvel was publishing at that time. So it was easy for me to find in bargain bins for my meager allowances. Yeah. You want to take on from here, Dan? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. so, uh, the first comic I can remember buying, uh, Aaron and I went camping with the family, and uh, parents took us out to a grocery store or something. We saw, you know, the old Rack comics, the newsstand ones.
0: Yeah, yeah back, we should, in, the, back uh, in the day before there were really comic book stores or sort of yeah. thing. Were, yeah, were
2: Dan and I should point out here that we are uh, part of the uh, final generation of comic readers that had the benefit of just casually walking into your corner store, or your drugstore, your, even your grocery store and finding racks of comic books.
1: Yeah, the backers and around the house in our the corner, corner from our house always had comics on the rack, always. Yeah, and uh, not
2: just the Marvel and DC stuff. You'd occasionally find, like, Dark Horse comics and mm-hmm. a few of the other... Uh, it was before the Image days, typically, but, yeah, you'd yeah. find just comic books. Sad that those days were long gone. But, yeah. They
1: really should come I, back. Yeah,
2: as Daniel was saying, uh, we were at the uh, grocery store. We were each allowed to pick out a comic. I picked out an X-Factor... And Dan, what did you pick out?
1: Uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, nice. Uh, The
2: the Evan Dorkin series, which I highly recommend to any Bill and Ted fan. It it may be non-canon now with the new movie, which I still need to see. But for the time period, like being the only thing we got of worth following Bill and Ted's bogus journey, because... I watched the cartoon occasionally as a kid.
0: Oh, yeah, it's right in there. Was a cartoon. Okay, I wasn't, yeah, there was uh, a couple, I wasn't
2: making that there up. Was a live action, but yeah, out of all the expanded universe stuff, Evan Dorkin's comic series was fantastic. It was really creative and adventurous. Dan right. picked a good, good first comic. Now, I think it was issue two that you got. Where I think so. Death, death decided. Script, yeah, he quits. I'm yeah, tired yeah. of my job. I want to go on vacation. And he steals one of the booths.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> but uh, I, I would have been like what six or seven at that point when I bought that. Like that but yeah. that didn't quite make me a comic fan. It wasn't. Um, what did it was you know the original X Men toys, are uh, the Slavics there for Christmas. Their dad bought pretty much all of us the original toy wave. We we the- all between four of us we all got Wolverine.
2: Yeah, the with the Slavic family there was uh, John and Trish the the parents and Brandon and Stevie who were. Like close to our age. Dan and Brandon are, mom- are actually weeks apart in age, and Stevie is younger. But uh, we spent all our time together as kids playing. And John, their father, was a bona fide comic geek. We found awesome comic books just lying around their house.
1: You know, a fan of Alpha Flight back in the 80s, you know? He right? oh. collected Claremont comics back in the He's 80s. He was definitely
2: like, a 80s. Claremont John Byrne fan.
1: Uh,
0: yes, classic, uh, both classic. Uh... Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, comics people, yeah. But
1: yeah, he, they, uh, it, it he re, guy, a, oh, go ahead, sorry,
0: well, go ahead. Uh, guy, were you at uh, fan expo a couple, like two years ago when, uh, uh, was it John Byrne showed up?
1: No, I wasn't. I haven't been there for a few years. Um, who was I, it the last time I went? Oh, I really pay
2: attention to the celebrities at the cons. I go for expanding my collection.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. And then if there's somebody there that, have, that I have stuff that I uh, got signed, I do that. If, if
2: I get a chance to say a kind word to a, a creator whose work I've enjoyed, I'll, yeah. I'm glad to. Like, yeah. Especially if it's something where they may not have gotten proper appreciation for it. Yeah. You know, something where like uh, a particular series, <clears throat> Evil Ernie and Santa Fe, might have been absolutely terrible writing wise. And I say that as a fan of Alan Grant. But the artwork was fantastic. And I, I was happy to tell the uh, artist to his face, like, hey, Great work on that comic,
0: but that—that's—that's that's it for me caring about <laughs> artists and creators. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the uh, the John Byrne line was my uh, my one Saturday thing for the time because I know I didn't want to walk around. It's like I'll, I'll just sit sit mine for a couple of hours and not no one know how to move. So I was able to get like a, a couple of things signed and got something signed for a friend. So
1: that's pretty cool. I, yeah.
2: I did get laughed at by Dave or uh, Peter David uh, directly in the face at one point.
1: Yeah, that was <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, I, I just so,
2: so uh, Dan, uh, being a fan of David's uh, Star Trek books, had some yeah. uh, a few uh, questions to ask him, and there was nobody around his booth, so you know he was yeah. happy to you know uh, confirm a few uh, character pronunciations and stuff. And when Dan was finished asking his questions, I just casually asked, "Hey, um, what are the chances of uh, you doing any more of uh, Jim Starlin's Dreadstar comic?" And he just threw his head back and laughed. <laughs> And I, like, I, it was a good natured laugh. I didn't think he was laughing at me. Uh, Years later, I kind of figured out why he was laughing because Jim Starlin released Breed 3, and then there's Dreadstar in that. So he, Peter David, clearly had to keep under his hat the secrets he knew about what was coming. But yeah, he laughed directly at me
0: when my question, (laughs) which was awesome. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, I think I, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we should probably get back on here a little yeah. bit. Uh, so, like I said, yeah, X Men Wave, right? Well, then a year later, the t- cartoon starts. So, I mean, you know, everyone right. in, in around our age in the 90s boys were uh, watching that, right?
0: Yeah, cl- uh, classic uh, mid 90s uh, Marvel animation, the X Men uh, animated series. Very yeah. classic uh, intro to, I think, uh, Joe Perry from. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, he did no, he did Spider Man one. He did the Spider Man one.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, always yeah, that's right. Spider Man, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I yeah. always always got both had solid uh,
1: Yeah, solid know, openings, open. yeah. yeah. But um, you know, I, I watched that for a little while and I started buying comic books. You now at this point I was mostly picking up, you know, the occasional Robin comic book or something like that. Yeah. But uh you know, the the X Men cartoon Colossus wasn't a main character. He only showed up later in, same with Nightcrawler and, and Archangel and all that, and the toy line had taught me about them. Yeah. so you know i had to pick up the comic books to find out more about these characters and then what do you know i like the comics and i kept buying them and then generation x starts and you know this would have been 94 i started reading it about a year or two in and then that became my one comic that from when i was like 11 or 12 until the comic ended every month i bought that comic
0: and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, what's, and what's uh generation x again
1: so it's a uh, the 90s uh, x-men spinoff of you know uh, a bunch of kids being the, trained to be X-Men. The student book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one of the student books. Uh, it, yeah, so Are,
0: are they are the school or are they like elsewhere?
1: It's a separate school. It's still the Xavier School, but it's a separate no, one. It's, it's near the Massachusetts Boston. Academy. Yeah. Oh, oh so uh, just a different location, is,
0: but same idea.
2: Yeah, it's a boarding school. Uh, is it owned by Emma Frost? Yep.
1: Yep. Okay, it, it was. It was where they the Hellions his her previous right. team used to live and all that. And back right, at that so point, it actually was a straight up boarding school with humans and back, everything. Too. Back in the New Mutants days. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But uh, because all the characters look so cool, and I was a big fan of a lot of them and the interesting stories, and I love Chris Pachalo's art. He's my absolute favorite comic artist of all time. So I was on board for that for, well, until it ended. And then uh, around that point, I kind of floundered with comic collecting because I just didn't know where to go. And I then found out about how good Chris Claremont's classic X-Men run was from, you know, 75 to 91.
2: Yeah. I think you guys started an essential of that stuff uh, to start you off? Not
1: quite. You? No, I think I before I got the essential comics, had closed. Right, and we got. And, and of- I went ahead and they had the clearance sale. I went ahead and cleaned out like a chunk of Claremont comics. I didn't have any solid runs or yeah. anything, but yeah, enough had- that enough that I was like, you know, had all these different periods of time to read, and and they were all oh. great. So you know, spent the next year, few years filling in the gaps. to The point where I don't really have much more left to get because I've kind of got all of it. But, I mean, that made me the hardcore X-Men fan and kept me buying the modern... Because at that point, Claremont came back to the comics as well. So I started buying monthly, and it... I've had to slow down now because, you know, being a father and owning a house and all that stuff, I still pick up the occasional thing. But my collection is pretty solid from, like, 1975 until 2016, 2017, somewhere around there, you know?
0: Collecting comics does get expensive.
1: Oh, it does. And it's like i i have a list that i've done for the last you know 15 20 years it's a file on my computer where i've been keeping track of all the x-men comics and what order they all go in for my orders because my order is all chronological and not my title right yeah and looking at how you know i can start a bit skip for the very start and scroll down a bit and say go from 1963 when x-men started down to like you know 1975 when uh the, the X team joins in and Just there's, there's, it's, one. it's not that much scrolling but then you get to, like, you know, modern times, you scroll from, like, you know, uh, say, Civil War to, to Secret Invasion, and you're scrolling down for pages and pages and pages, because there's so many titles, and that came out oh. at the time, right?
0: Like, so many tie-ins.
1: So many, right? But, uh, hey, that's part of collecting comics, though, right?
0: Yeah, true enough, yeah.
1: Now, my, my absolute favorite comic is uh, a creator-owned title by Joe Kelly and Chris Pichello called Steampunk, that they did around the year 2000. Uh, they didn't get to finish it, they made it 12 issues, and then it kind of ended, and I got to actually speak to Pachala once and ask him about it. And he says that, you know, the two of them plan on finishing it at some point, but both of them are so busy with other work. And uh, Chris they were is supposed
2: to go to the moon. Yeah, they we're going to go to the moon in that comic. But uh Steam-punk adventures on the moon
0: to the moon. Alice. Mar- Marvel
1: apparently uh, keeps Chris or keeps Chris Pachala really, really well. They take really good care of him. So he's busy doing all the work for him and doesn't have time to do his own creator own stuff. So, yeah. I'll patiently wait and to hope that one day maybe they get a chance to finish it. Yeah, he, <laughs> you know? He
0: holds down and is able to do his own stuff, yeah?
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. And other than that, you know, I'm a big Brian K. Vaughn fan. I, I have been since, uh, well, Chamber's my favorite X-Man, and he wrote the Chamber miniseries, which I thought was wonderful. And since then, I went on and kept reading all the rest of stuff he's done from Runaways to X Machina to uh, Saga and Paper Girls. Like, I, I really enjoy his work. And whole... I'm a big fan of Elephant Men. Uh, the Richard Starkings uh, uh, futuristic comic about, you know, transgenic uh, humanoids uh, that are made, you know, animals and stuff, whatnot. Uh, great, great comic. Fantastic.
2: Like, like Blade Runner crossed with uh, Island of Dr. Moreau.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then on uh, top of that, I've been a Ghostbusters fan since birth, so I can't do anything but recommend the uh, current Ghostbusters IDW comics. Because nice. as a Ghostbusters fan, I think it's kind of the best stuff since the original movie. Nice. You know? We've got
2: a fellow friend from our scouting days. He's a big horror geek, but not a comic geek. Yeah, he's finally gotten to reading the uh, Ghostbusters stuff in trade, and he agrees that it's some of the, the best Very nice. adventures that he's found. Very nice. But yeah, yeah
1: that's great. uh, that's my, my that. Go yeah, ahead. That, that's when my comic adventure there. I'm at the point where I'm the you know like uh, in the thirties and a dad, so I'm trying to teach my kids and yeah, yeah, I, start passing on and uh. My yeah. daughter embraces it fully. She's she's totally yes. going to be a nerd. I mean, she is. My my son, uh, he he enjoys that stuff, but
2: Pokemon he's. Comics.
1: Yeah, he he's pretty single-minded in what he likes, and right now it's Pokemon. So. I... Uh,
0: that, he's that, that little. He's got time That's to grow. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I think I, I just passed the. Uh, I was just a little too old for the Pokemon's when I first came out with Zelda. I I was. I... 13
1: I was 13 when it came or no I turned 13 shortly after it came out I think I know, or something like that my dad got me blue for my birthday right when it was brand new and because uh, yeah. all the other guys at school are playing it so yeah. I've played it lots and right now my kids playing the old copies I have of like the remakes yeah. of gold and silver yeah. but it, it's, yeah. it's funny because he asked me all these questions I haven't played anything recent so I can't tell him anything newer and he's at the point where he probably knows more than me but he keeps asking me questions <laughs> And it's like, all stuff like, when does this Pokemon evolve? When does it learn this level? Can it do this? Stuff I can't answer.
0: <laughs> Be like, back in my day, there was only, what, 12 Pokemons.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I, I
2: did the whole, I did the whole, buddy. We were glad for it.
1: I, I, I said to my sister, I'm like, buddy, look, I'm playing Red Dead. Look at all the stuff I have to remember about that game. And you see me, and you see me playing that Fallout game, and all the stuff I had to remember for that. And those Batman games you see me play. And he's like, yeah, wow. yeah. And I'm like, and then look at all the other games I've had and I've played. And I'm 30, and I've been playing games almost all my life. I can't remember everything. There's no way I could remember everything. What do you mean, Dad? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's just not possible.
0: Uh, the Pokemons.
1: Anyway, though, uh, let's uh, yeah, hear, yeah, hear yeah, from yeah. you, Adam, and how uh, you yeah, got into yeah. comics.
0: So, yeah, so for me, really, is, uh, I think one of my initial, uh, one of my third or fourth earliest memories is me running around in the back, my backyard uh, with a uh, Spider-Man... Costume like you got from like the old uh, drugstore ones where that has like the mask and like the uh, white uh, elastic with, like, and that like rickety hair out and there's like the uh, kind of paper but kind of plastic sort of thing. Yeah, the weird sort of final smock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's like as I said, it's like, like so it's probably like five. So I was just talking to my mom during dinner, and I uh, like I think it was like five, six years old when I was doing that. So I had a general idea of Spider Man then, and then. I think I've said this before, and that, like I, uh, I think for Christmas one year, is probably soon after that, is I like, got the uh, uh, Fantastic Four and Incredible Hulk like uh, origin stories, but it was like this little plastic uh, like vinyl, pl- like a uh, record player sort of thing, and there was yeah. like the plasticky like uh, records for it or sort of thing, and they had just like the like the 90s because it was probably like mid mid to late 80s, so it was probably like the OG stories for both. Yeah. Sort of yeah. So I so like so I kind of had like a general idea of what superheroes were, but I don't think I had an idea that they were comic books until, I, probably when I saw the Batman '89 movie come out, and because I, I remember that being a huge deal. And then, yep. I, then I think the same year that Ninja Turtles movie came out, and I don't think I knew it was a comic until later on, and then I was able to put it put it all together. So and then. And then in like the mid '90s, with the uh Spider-Man and X-Men mm-hmm. animated yep. cartoons, is really what introduced me to like more than just Spider-Man and X-Men in their cartoons, because like throughout like I think Spider-Man was four to five seasons.
1: Yeah, five seasons.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, uh, they had like uh like Blade, uh, uh Stephen Strange show up, even they had Wong in there, and then they yep. they had like uh the the Secret, the Secret Wars, and they actually had the X-Men. Crossover. Yeah, X-Men.
2: I can't Iron remember Man that had before. Before. <laughs> censored Morbius. Oh, oh,
1: I yeah, oh. Plasma!
0: Oh, need Plasma! <laughs> oh, yeah, the Plasma. Yeah, oh, that was pretty bad, yeah, but at, least, yeah like, uh, at least, but at least they had him, right? I mean, at the I same time you know, Marvel characters. Morbius,
2: but the censorship was just so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty oh, bad. Yeah.
1: With the,
2: with
0: the Even wall. as a kid. Like,
1: 90s with, with, with uh, guys with their laser guns all the time, because you can't have real guns unless you're, yeah, you know, Batman the yeah. series or Gargoyles.
0: And even yeah, then Gargoyles
1: and- had their limits.
0: Yeah, and Morbius had those sucker things on his hands. Yeah, on his, his hands, head, yeah. Instead of I, I biting think, them, oh, so yeah, I that guess that was...
2: Those aren't in the comic anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so now that you mention that, that's, I'm, I'm sure that's probably why they just do that so they can uh, suck out the plasma without like doing the sexy biting or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no biting
2: and no reference to blood.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Because what twelve year old knows what the fuck plasma is really? Right yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not like yeah. you know, by that age, kids hadn't already read stuff like you know *Barnicula* and been introduced <laughs> to you know vampire concepts at such a
1: young age. I mean, like, how many account? how many kids' cartoons have had vampires show up in an episode or so? Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, and then I think, uh, because of the, uh, Spider Man cartoon, is when the, uh, Blade movie came out, I actually knew that it was, a, that he was a cover yeah. book character instead of just being like, uh, uh, like a horror, yeah, a random, random character made up, yeah, yeah exactly. I yeah, guess, uh, yeah, because uh, I don't think it was advertised as a comic book movie, but it was like a h- action
1: horror type
0: movie with vampire, like sexy vampires, kind of. Thing, yeah, they but,
1: they didn't really start pushing things being comic book movies until after yeah. that first X Men movie, which yeah, yeah, was a yeah, year
0: yeah, later. Oh, exactly. yeah, no, no, I think it was uh, it was 2000, yeah, and uh, yep, Blade a year later, 98, late,
1: late 98 yeah. or early 98, yeah. yeah. either so, way. Yeah. Didn't, didn't but, happen until after X Men because yeah, people exactly, said, like, started yeah, taking it yeah. a bit more seriously. And, even though and, it and was I, fantastic.
0: Exactly, and I always say that because of Blade, how good, it may not be like like a blue, it blew up or anything, but no. because it, because Blade was such a good movie, I think that's what led to X Men.
1: Oh, absolutely. Made. Yeah, may, yeah. That,
0: But of course, then of course, it, everything kind of blew up with X Men, and then cause yeah. shortly after that it was Spider Man, and then. Everything fantastic kinda four up. and everything
1: kind of blew up and we ended up with so much crap before marvel finally settled it yeah. right
0: yeah exactly yeah so yeah but uh but uh, i think that's uh what all kind of got me off on the marvel thing because i said with the spider-man x-men thing they, uh, there was the first time i actually got into like the uh, somewhat of the back uh, like the back stories of uh, marvel instead of just being like
1: well one of things that helped too was that both the Spider Man and X Men cartoons actually would adapt real stories too, right? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, like I said, like, there like, there's Steven Strange in there, so he brought him out in web, which eventually mm-hmm. led to the like a good, uh, uh, like Clone Saga stuff and the mm-hmm. Secret Wars as well. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I said that that all kind of wrapped up in the end. Think you guys brought up earlier is that the, having the X Men. Uh, cards in the early 90s around the same time is because I remember seeing, like, I got one for Christmas one year and seeing the uh, X-Men car, uh, one and he had referenced the Fatal Attraction storyline where Magneto had ripped out uh, the uh, the exoskeleton or whatever. And he yeah, had a man feral. team out of Wolfman's bones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he went kind of feral for a bit and all that stuff and I was like holy shit, that he can do that? Yeah, because I yeah, 'cause I, yeah, cause I, yeah, I think night, i cause, yeah, cause I think I was in and around the same time I saw the uh the series. Because I kinda knew that uh Magneto was uh magnetism kind of guy and I kinda knew that uh Wolverine had the w uh the adamantium. so I was like, Holy shit, they
1: Yeah, I think Fatal trip. Attractions I think was uh ninety three, yeah. it was right around the thirtieth
0: anniversary. Yeah, 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 so yeah, so we yeah, so, yeah, so they probably would have on the show like short there like uh, in the uh series like shortly thereafter sort of
1: thing. Yeah so well the show started in late ninety two. So yeah, the yeah. Show was still, the show was still pretty new at that point, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think with uh, with all that because like uh, because I remember yeah uh, seeing that card and then linking it to Magneto and uh Wolverine I kind of like I like at one of the uh the comic book stores that's across the street from the B M V that I told you guys on Bluer. Yep. Uh, I think I had, I picked up the uh, Fatal Attractions uh, hardcover there just solely because of that card. And I had looked up and see what it, what uh, storyline was from because I don't think it said what yeah. storyline was from. It just said that, like, at one point, that's what that happened. It happened, yeah. Yep.
1: So, it wasn't like one yeah, of well, the later it, series where you can get those big puzzle cards out of the whole picture where you see it all yeah. happening, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I yeah, just going with all that. And then once I got uh, the job at ATN, the, the TV station I was working at in Newmarket, I finally was able to actually start reading comics because I, I, as I always said, always likened myself to Jim from American Pie, where he was, the, he said he was like the uh, band geek that never joined the band, where I was like kind of like the comic book nerd that never read comics until. I got that job where I was able to actually finally afford comic books and whatnot. So, yeah, because yeah, like the, yeah, the couple guys that I work with that when I first started working there were around my age and they were, it was during, just at the beginning of the summer. So, uh, they were going to the fan expo that year and then we were talking about uh, doing that. And they're actually cosplaying as uh, villains from the uh, Batman anime series. Nice. Yeah, so, like, the one guy was Bane, uh, one guy did Penguin, uh, and one guy's brother did Black Mask, and uh, the Riddler, I think, were the, were the four of them. Nice. So, yeah, so talking with them, getting all excited, because uh, I think I had heard about Fan Expo before, but never really knew what, uh, com- uh, like, cons were, so, mm-hmm. like, uh, so, and the one of the guys said that, like, I lived around the corner from the uh, comic book store. So I was like, all right, sorry, talking about the, what kind of stories I should start reading and then there's uh, they're kind of my in into comics sort of thing, right? Because yep. I think it gets me thinking before that and I didn't really have a in because I don't think I, I grew up.
1: I didn't really know
0: anybody reading comics. It generally so.
1: helps, right? You know? When, yeah, uh, yeah, I started, oh, yeah, a, I started exactly. working with a buddy at uh, when I was working at Staples years ago and he was into comics too. It's sort of like a Nightwing because he had me being a friend and advising him stuff. Now it's years right. later and he still keeps up on Nightwing every month. Yeah. He's hated it for the last two years, but I mean that's because I sucked <laughs> sucked for the last two years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was always that like uh bit, bit of a, some uh, some stories lies or not. know. but yeah, I like, I think that it was really how I uh, got into comics and then like I think the last like, couple of years I've been realizing I haven't been really reading much on Marvel has been kind of more DC what I've been reading, so that's why I've kind of thinking of uh, starting this podcast as just of uh, kind of uh got back into the Marvel thing really yep yeah.
2: well you are talking to a couple of guys who pretty much only read Marvel as kids yeah 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 so that's I mean, like, we'd, that's we'd cool. read we'd uh, read DC robin, stuff that never really yeah. led to collecting other Batman stuff
1: you'd read lobo occasionally yeah,
2: I, I collect lobo but that again outside of stuff like the demon it doesn't really connect to many other
1: uh, yeah no, like no, DC yeah not really yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I mean even now in my collection I've got've still got a good chunk of robin but I got a good chunk of Green Lantern, and some Batman stuff, but not yeah. really a lot much else, you yeah. know, apart from yeah, trades I, for like Batman and Green Arrow and a few things.
2: I got a bunch of uh, Jonah Hex comics, I got uh, oh, the Swamp Thing uh, stuff by Alan Moore and a bunch of other stuff uh, preceding that uh, in my collection. But
0: uh,
1: yeah, but then on the other hand you look I, at
2: Marvel and about, between I the two of us.
1: I mean, yeah, you look at Marvel between the two of us and we've got a good chunk of it covered.
2: Yeah, between all Dan's X Men, my horror stuff, and all the various other bits and pieces that we've collectively accumulated for a decade and a half, two decades and a yeah, half. Yeah,
1: we, we both have collections of Avengers, but they're not the same eras of Avengers, so that yeah, kind of so fits it, yeah. it together too. Yeah, and... so
0: it probably covers everything, sort of thing, yeah.
2: There's, yeah. Uh, there's parts of my collection that just comes from stuff that Dan collected pit, bits and pieces of, or I collected bits and pieces of, and just. Slowly coalesced into a larger chunk of comics like, nice. I got at least one long box that's full of various events and crossovers and just different major things that happened in the Marvel timeline very
0: nice, very nice yeah, and yeah, no, i'm I, I'm really starting to look forward to uh, looking into what the uh, the Marvel version of like the uh, crises are and whatnot, so. Uh, be, uh, interesting it's it's quite a bit different. Um, oh yeah, I, I imagine much better, but I just, I see well, the,
2: the main difference is uh, the genesis of the two uh, comic book universes are very different. Yeah, uh, DC universe starts to splinter very early on as soon as DC editorial decides, "Hey, let's tell stories involving Superboy," and then Siegel and Shuster are saying to them quite clearly, "Well, no, this doesn't fit." Our Clark Kent didn't become Superman, didn't put on the costume, didn't engage in any heroics until he moved to Metropolis. All these stories of him as a teenager, they don't fit. So that's when DC suddenly like, okay, our Superboy is Earth-1, your Golden Age original Superman is Earth-2. And then it just splinters and fractures back and forth as the years go by. Yeah. Whereas with Marvel, with Stan Lee overseeing so much of the uh, original output of the 60s. Like, he's only working with a handful of writers, and one of them is his own brother. So, oh, really? there's a lot more. Yeah, uh, Larry Lieber is one of the early Marvel writers, and that's Stanley's brother. Um, but because there's a lot more cohesiveness with the writing and editorial at that point, Marvel stories stick together a lot better. They don't mm-hmm. really have to. Uh, go back and fix things and re-explain things. They also would have instances back in
1: the days where, you know, an an event would happen in one issue of a certain title and you would somehow hear about it in other titles. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, one one issue, Spider-Man beats somebody there and in another comic somewhere else you hear on the radio where they're talking about the battle.
2: Uh, Oh, nice. I can remember uh, reading through uh, Fall of the Mutants and at one point, they're talking about all the snowstorms that are being caused over in Thor by the uh, Casket of Ultimate Winter being uh, opened.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that, that's another uh, story I still need to read is uh, Fall of the Mutants. Fall of the Mutants is cool. Yeah, yeah I have it. St- I started like three or four times, but I haven't like uh, finished it yet. It's like a hu- another huge... Yeah, yeah,
1: because you've got three separate stories and three different titles that don't tie yeah. into each other in any way, shape, or form.
2: And. Yeah, uh a lot of that's lost when you aren't necessarily following all the lead up to it. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but uh, the Life Death stories come before. Uh... Yep. yep, yeah. In fact, those, uh, Life, life are... Death Two
1: leads right into Follow the Mutants, I believe. Yeah, oh. those are pretty major. Or it might be even part, part of it. But...
2: Stuff happening in and around there, like uh, the uh, Kool and Gaths takeover of Manhattan.
1: There's just still about a bit of good uh, thirty issues before that.
2: Oh yeah, there's just but. That's the nature of Claremont's writing. It was so true good.
1: enough. Stuff flows in together so well back yeah. in those days. And again, really, really Claremont's one of those runs where you read from the start of it and you read it through till it ends. It's yeah. <laughs>
0: seventeen
2: plus years. But again, that's what yeah. made Marvel so much different than DC and more appealing to young readers such as Daniel and myself. Yeah, like, yeah. I can remember getting random DC comics like Batman stories and whatnot, and reading it not really understanding what's going on because the previous part of the story was somewhere else. And then when I get to the end of the comic, the next part of the story isn't in the next issue of Batman, but it's often some like detective comic story. And yeah. should we find out we got that, then the next part of that story is often Robin. It it became too challenging to collect all this different stuff, whereas if I was reading Ghostwriter, I could just read Ghostwriter. But yeah. then, in getting into that mythology, you find out all the stuff from the 70s: uh, Werewolf by Night, Tomb of Dracula, the original Ghost Rider, and if you so choose to, you can branch off and to follow all that stuff. Yeah, and all that it, fun stuff here. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's never up until the last few years. It never got to the Marvel continuity. Never got to such an overwhelming, convoluted state where they had to start. Mm-hmm. Resetting everything the way DC did. Like yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths came because DC had layered so many different stories on top of each other that yeah. left things yeah, so okay. convoluted they had no choice but to try to set the, uh, the playing field back to an even level. Whereas yeah. at the same time, Marvel's doing su- Marvel Superhero Secret Wars because they want to sell a line of action figures.
0: Yeah, and then, and then that's, like, it. You know, that's the main and the...
2: for superhero secret wars. They had yeah, an figure that... line, and they just wanted a story to tie everything <laughs> together.
0: in a Package. Yeah, yeah and then it. the last like ten years, DC is what tried to reboot their stuff like three times already. Oh yeah,
2: it that, after Crisis, we had Zero yeah, like a... Power, and then there's throughout uh, the final
0: two, Crisis, Crisis on Fine. Crisis on Crisis. And then there's like Flashpoint, which made the 52, and then, yeah. uh, then uh, Doomsday, which kind of fixed all yeah, so the ass. Even since out, before you
1: know. Doomsday Clock, there was Rebirth and a yeah. bunch of other weird ones, too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh,
2: a lot of the times when stuff happened that made me take notice, it was so quickly undone by the next big event. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I everything's too close answer. together. They're doing stuff like, okay, so I mentioned before I like Lobo. So, yeah. in the Brightest Day stuff, uh, there's a couple of issues of Green Lantern, where Atrocitus uh, gets tracked by Lobo to Earth, and Lobo starts kicking the crap out of the various uh, Lantern members. Right. Uh, just a quick two issues, <laughs> but it's like classic Lobo action. Awesome. He's yeah. just eating the crap uh, out of these guys the way it should be. Great. Uh, but the big then basket. after that next reset, we get that, what, Twilight-esque emo Lobo thing? That.
0: Yep. Uh, Uh,
2: I'm more me than the original Lobo that, you know, was revamped by his original creators to be what he was. Like, (laughs) yeah, 90s Lobo isn't what pre-Crisis Lobo is, but still Keith Giffen. Keith Giffen. Good old 90s Keith Giffen. One of the stranger artists to follow in terms of style, because he's all over the place. <laughs> have you ever tried reading his image series, Trencher. That is, uh, it's unmistakably no. Keith Giffen, but it is some of the most busy and cluttered artwork I have ever seen. Uh,
0: good times, good times.
1: Yep, yep,
0: yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so it's basically uh, my uh, intro into comics and Marvel and whatnot. So um, so I think uh, for the first uh, episode, that uh, should uh, cover everything for all three of us so uh, and then you guys the guys aren't on uh social media or anything no no not, not really good. Couldn't uh, care. yeah but uh as i keep on saying that's the uh, the best way to go with that but if you want to get in touch with the uh the show we are on twitter at the marvel pod on instagram at the multiverse of marvel and anywhere where you can get podcasts at the multiverse of marvel podcast and until next week, uh, if you want to hear a little bit more of me, producer Adam, I am on four episodes of Off My Shelf podcast, where the host goes through her uh, movie collection and talks about uh, two movies each uh, each episode. And I'm, I said, I'm on four, so I think there's a couple Kevin Smith movies in there, uh, Constantine, and I think Due to a Smart Car and Dumb and Dumber, where that was the that last episode I did. And I'm on two episodes of uh, Jumping Off Bridges, which is uh, just a uh, uh, one that we're a college friend. Old college friend is doing, or it's just kind of bullshit for a couple of hours on the two episodes. And I'm also producing a podcast. Uh, There's nobody here named Josh, which, I, which uh, my old uh, college roommate hosts. And we just uh, take a topic each week and talk about that. So uh, check out all those out. And uh, until then, really, uh, read the comics, folks.